Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And on this week's Screen Verdict podcast, we're going to be doing a film review. Film Matt has been very excited to see all week. Yes. The Muppets movie. It's time to light the music. No, it's time to light... It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to get things started on our Screen Verdict Muppets podcast. I thought you were a fan. Not that big a fan <laughs> if you can't get the catchphrase, the opening correct. Oh, why don't we get things started? <laughs> oh. So my background with the Muppets is... I don't really remember seeing much about the Muppets. I think... You did not grow up on the Muppets. I think as a child I must have seen something that maybe put me off it. I can't remember why, because oh, no. I just never never watched it after that, and... 15, 20 years later, I am fairly Muppetless in my oh, viewing man. history. Did you watch Sesame Street as a kid? I did a bit. I saw okay, a Sesame okay. Street live show. That's one of my Whoa. earliest memories. I think I was four or something, yeah. and I was blown away by seeing Big Bird in real yeah. bird oh, person. Very cool. Yeah, Big Bird's one of my favourites. Um, <laughs> Kermit the Frog was in Sesame Street, too, so I had a bit of exposure to him on Sesame Street. <laughs> anyway, we all love the street. <laughs> That's what the cool kids call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys stay up till four and watch the street? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. So what's your Muppets uh, history, Matt? I, I love the Muppets. Like, I don't know when. I, I think maybe one of the first... I think maybe the first movie I saw at the cinemas may have been Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, which was obviously one of the ones they did in the 90s. Uh, but, yeah, and I just... I loved... I remember just going to the video shop and loving to get Muppets videos and watching the Muppet Show reruns on TV. I loved it. I just loved it. I, I as a young kid, loved Sesame Street, and as an older kid, loved the Muppets. And I, I don't... Probably a lot riding on this movie, enjoying this, because I am such a fan of the Muppets. Like, I, 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 for our church, uh, do puppet shows and things like that. I think the, pup, the Muppets have had an impact <laughs> on my life. Like, I do do a Merv puppet with... The kids in at, at church and things. I've seen it. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You're a church Christmas thing. <laughs> yeah. So, check out a video of my puppet work on my Facebook wall, I think. I've got it on posted <laughs> on videos or something. So, The Muppets hasn't uh, made a film for 13 years, I believe. Yeah. Long, long stretch. So, in doing so, they kind of have the opportunity to appeal to new fans. Yes. Which would kind of be me or people that haven't yeah. really known about The Muppets. <laughs> but also, they're trying to... Uh, Appeal to you to give a bit of a nod to the old fans. Yeah, so we, well. we like it and we come back to see the Muppets, yeah. So, uh. It's always tough when relaunching a franchise. Like, you've got to appeal to new people and old people. And that is sort of the premise of the film. Mm, very mm. much so. Because in the film, uh, basically, uh, the Muppets need to raise $10 million in order to save the mm. Muppets Theatre. Yes. And then they try to get the old gang back together to do a Muppet show to raise the money. But the thing is, it's been a while since they've performed. They're not popular anymore, and hmm. that's basically the storyline of the film. It's always a bit like the Blues Brothers, isn't it? They need to get a certain amount of money to save something. Yeah. They get the old band back together, which is maybe the first 20 minutes of the film, and then the rest of the film is just musical numbers and getting to places and things like that. Yeah, I think the Blues show. Brothers was a little bit more of a feasible target. Ten million, ten million. <laughs> I was in very, uh, I was very skeptical at the beginning of this movie <laughs> that a telethon on TV yeah. would for a to to save a theatre, not even yeah. for like uh, earthquake or like. Uh, I feel like when George Clooney ran that uh, big fundraiser for Haiti, 
which was a really important cause, <laughs> they probably didn't raise $10 million in the first hour or two of that. I was thinking, you're probably the big, biggest Muppets fan I know, and even you probably at most would give like $10, like two yeah, shop yes. tops <laughs> yeah. worth of donations. <laughs> yes. $10 million would be a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I'd buy a movie ticket to save the Muppets. <laughs> I'd go to the movies, buy a ticket to the movies. That's my way of supporting the Muppets. So we're introduced to some new characters, I believe. Mm, we have yes. uh, Jason Siegel mm-hmm. from How I Met Your Mother and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. And he has a brother who is Walter. A puppet. A puppet. This is very interesting. They don't address why a human and a puppet are brothers. I'm assuming there's been some fostering or adopting going on here. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not an expert. But it seems that they don't seem to address any of those kind of issues in the Muppet world. Like, there are these walking animal puppets talking around, and people don't find that strange. They're not like, hey, there's a talking puppet. Like, yeah, it just just is. We accept it, I suppose. I guess this is the first time they've put a human and a puppet in the same family on mm. the Muppets. Like, uh, in the Muppets Take Manhattan, for example, there's a female and a male lead that sort of fall in love a bit at the end. You know, and they're friends with the Muppets, and Kermit and Piggy have a bit of a thing going on. But you never have, like, puppets and people sort of married or or brother or sister or anything. So this is sort of the first time for that. Now, though, Jason Siegel's character is a bit of a man-child. Mm. I quite like those characters. They're quite yeah, funny. They're funny. He looks about 30, but he still sleeps in the same room as his brother. Got posters on the wall. Yeah. He's been with his girlfriend for over 10 years, yeah. but mm. hasn't moved in, hasn't proposed to her yet. And uh, he invites Walter to tag along to what's supposed to be their romantic getaway uh, yeah. to uh, Los Angeles. Yes. And Walter is excited to go because he is a huge fan of the Muppets. Yes, he loves the Muppets. And in uh, LA, obviously, is the the Muppet Theatre. That's where he wants to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's sort of the the jumping off point for these two. Mm. Very much so. Yeah, like, perhaps a bit dodgy, like, maybe not the most romantic thing to bring your brother along (laughs) on a romantic anniversary trip. (laughs) But it clearly meant a lot to Walter. (laughs) <laughs> like, it clearly made Walter's day. Yeah, I like the Jason Segel character because he clearly cared for yes. his brother Walter, and he was also a little bit naive and ignorant of yeah. what his girlfriend would want, which provided a lot of comedy in the film. Yeah. It feels like... How old is Walter meant to be? Like, is he a kid? Is like Could they just leave him unaccompanied for a day? Like, <laughs> it seems like they're always got to be looking out for him. Surely the the move would have been, okay, we'll get Walter the ticket in a hotel room so he can go and live his dream and do the Tour of the Muppets studio while we're off making out. Well, I think because he's only two, three foot tall, he can't open doors and stuff. Like, he does need uh, a bit of help. Yes. His girlfriend, Jason Segel's girlfriend, is played by Amy Adams. Yes. Are you a fan of Amy Adams, Matt? She's probably my favourite actress. Um, <laughs> I do really like Amy Adams. Yes. Now, this has gone to the point where some of your friends have accused you of having a bit of a crush on Amy yeah. Adams. Yes. I wanted to I wanted to do a little test here. Do we have yeah. a list of uh, the films that Amy Adams has appeared in? Okay, um, we did. Let me just... 
Oh, should be on my favourites on IMDb, the Amy Adams page. <laughs> here's, yes. here's my theory. Okay. Now, we have a sort of similar taste in films. Often we've, we end up going to see the same type of things. I just want to find some things here. We have Junebug. Um, that, that was her best role. She's amazing in Junebug. Enchanted. Should have won the Oscar. Uh, Enchanted, uh, incredible. I thought she was great in Enchanted. Doubt. Um, Doubt, um, she was good in, not as good as the other two, but yeah, very solid performance there. Julie and Julia. I, um, actually in this movie, half of the movie's about Meryl Streep, half of the movie's about Amy Adams, and I actually found the Amy Adams, uh, side of that film worse. I thought Amy Adams was not as good as Meryl Streep in that movie. I enjoyed the Meryl Streep stuff, I did not enjoy the Amy Adams stuff. So it appears you have the ability to criticise yeah. Amy Adams... It was not a good role. My point is, I haven't seen any of these films, nor do I have any interest in seeing any of them. <laughs> is there any possible reason that you would have paid to go see these films other than just for Amy Adams? Uh, well, Julie and Julia, Meryl Streep, was one of the frontrunners for the Oscar that year, so I probably would have seen that. <laughs> but I think Amy Adams being in it helped... <laughs> Doubt again, like I probably would have seen that because I really like Meryl Streep and Philip Seymour Hoffman as well. Like, um, Junebug, I saw because Amy Adams was in it, and Enchanted, Enchanted, sort of when I first saw like Amy Adams and liked her. So, I think I saw that because I had read the reviews, and I'm a big fan of the Disney princess movies. So, I think she's a big part of why I see these movies, <laughs> but I don't think she's the only reason I've seen these movies. So, would you like to clarify your status on your feelings for Amy Adams? Is it purely just artistic appreciation, or is there a little bit of a crush on Amy Adams playing a part in seeing these movies? There could be a little bit of a crush. <laughs> but what I want to say is that my evaluation of her performances is not based on me liking her or having a crush on her. You know, I'm, I'm happy to say her performance in Julie and Julia was pretty bad. Um, pretty annoying. But anyway, um, yeah. So I'm happy to admit I, I've got a bit of a crush on her, maybe, but I don't think that's influencing my evaluation of her performances. Okay. So you're a big fan of The Muppets, big fan of Amy Adams. Seeing together got me pretty excited. Yeah. How did you feel about her in the film? I was hoping she'd be better. The songs she sang in Enchanted were much better. I'm not sure that, whether that's her or just the, the writing of the songs, but I, I thought I was expecting more musically from her. And, uh, like, I didn't really care for... Like, I wanted to see The Muppets. I didn't want to see a Jason Siegel, Amy Adams romance film. I want to see the Muppets. So usually when she was on it, she was taking away from the Muppet stuff. It's not like she had heaps of Muppet interaction. So I would like to see more of her with the Muppets and more of her uh, a bit better singing from her. So she was fine. She was good. She did a good job, but I was a bit disappointed. Seeing as you've admitted that you like Amy Adams, I'm surprised at how many negative things you have to say about her. I'm starting to feel like you would be quite a critical boyfriend. No, not at all. <laughs> what? You're I'm trying to... guys be like, uh, does, my, does my ass look big in this? Yes. Yes, it does. I don't care. It doesn't matter that I like you. I'm still going to be objective with my opinions, Amy Adams. 
I feel like as a podcaster on movies, I, I have an obligation to the listeners to be objective. As a as a boyfriend, I maybe don't have that same obligation. I'll be honest with the girlfriend, but I'm like probably not going to say she looks fat in things and stuff. And be a little more subjective in my opinions than perhaps I am as a movie reviewer on a Screen Verdict podcast. So, Amy Adams, if you're listening to this, just beware, Matt will lie to you if you are... Uh, I wouldn't lie. No, I'd be honest. <laughs> I would be honest. Honest-ish. You asked me for a... I feel like, I feel like I can't win here. <laughs> okay, well, I actually agree with you. I didn't... I wasn't particularly interested in her in the film. I... I didn't think she did had that much interaction with the Muppets, and when she interacted with Jason Siegel, it was more Jason Siegel was being interesting and funny, and she was just kind of there to serve his storyline, as opposed yeah. to add anything to the film on her own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the Muppets, mm-hmm. the yes. gang, the crew. Yeah, the people that long-term fans have turned up to see. Now, the main Muppet is Kermit. Yeah, he's, Kermit he's the, the leader of the leader of the bunch. Now, he is my favourite Muppet. Mm-hmm. I feel he's the one you can relate to the most. He's the most normal. Yeah. He's not over the top. He yeah. doesn't... Some of them, I think, try too hard to be quirky or... Mm-hmm. They're just kind of a bit corny and over the top. Whereas Kermit, I think, is the actual... He's the funniest one. He's yeah. the most likeable one. Yeah, he's grounded. He, he's got a bit of humility there. He's not very loud or anything. Um, except when he goes... <laughs> but, um... It was better with the hand actions. Going yeah. through the hand actions in the podcast. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, that was worse. I edited that one out. Um, the yeah. So Kermit, I think he's well ground. I think people like Kermit, relate to him, and yeah. And probably the second most main Muppet is Miss Piggy. Yes. To me, Miss Piggy is the most annoying character in anything ever. I'm not going to agree with that larger statement. She's definitely not one of my favourite Muppets. I have many problems with Miss Piggy. Okay, can First you go of all, them? the voice. Yes. Yeah. It's such a whiny, irritating, annoying voice. It is worse than Shirley in Community. Whoa. <laughs> Every time she says, like, ooh, kissy, kissy, like, it makes me want to pull out my eyes and shove them into my ears so I don't have to look at or hear her anymore. Oh, man. Okay, so her voice you don't like. What else don't you like? Never funny. Just always over the top bad puns. Nothing she does is yeah. is humorous okay. to me. Yeah. And the third, probably the most disturbing problem I have with Miss Piggy is that I think she's quite a sexualized character. Okay. And that's quite off putting to me because she's a pig. No animals are sexy to me, yeah. but especially not pigs. And she's very mannish. It's clearly a man doing the voice. She's got yeah. quite manly mannerisms. Yeah. And so this over-sexualized drag queen pig, particularly in the context of a children's film, is immensely disturbing to me. Okay. <laughs> I, I find it very off-putting. I find Miss Piggy that bad. She's definitely one of my least favourite Muppets, though. <laughs> so, yeah. That's just a lazy defence. <laughs> You're just like, I don't really agree, but... There I'm are not, others I like more. So I'm, I'm not going to go into bat fur. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to go into bat fur, <laughs> but I don't really agree with it. Like, I'm don't obviously have passionate hate for her. Right? I, she's sort of okay. Well, what are some of the Muppets you like then, Matt? 
Um, well, yeah, other than, other than Kermit, I, I liked, um, I like Gonzo. I think he's sort of a funny goofball character. I think Fozzie's good, the sort of bad stand-up comedian bear. Like, I've always found him very good. And I, I, I like the Electric Mayhem, which are the, the rock band. It's a cool band name. Yeah, it's a cool band name. I love. I used to as a kid and still do love their musical numbers and when they do rock songs. I think they're sort of funky and catchy songs. So, with Doctor Teeth at, at the at, at, as the front man, yeah, I, I really think they're cool. Like, there's so many great ones. There's, Bun- <laughs> there's Bunsen and Beaker, which are hilarious. The two scientists where Bunsen's experiments always result in Beaker getting blown up or shrunk or. Or shot with an arrow or something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Other than Kermit, I didn't really care for any of the the Muppets, except for maybe Walter. Mm-hmm. I really, in the film, only enjoyed the story of Jason Siegel and Walter. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think this would have been a much better film without the Muppets. Whoa. They would need to change the name, probably. Probably would need a change of film title. Yeah. But Jason, just Jason Siegel, the Jason Siegel and Walter movie, I think yeah. would have been quite good. I think I would have enjoyed that more. Now, this is interesting because I feel like uh, they're the characters that they've put in this movie. Not just because Jason Siegel's a Muppet fan and wanted to be the star of the movie, but also because I think they're the characters that they've put in for the people who aren't fans of the Muppets. They're an entry point for you and other people like you to relate to them and that help. Through them, you are introduced to the Muppets. I think Interesting it's the, that you now... Oh, sorry. I think it's the character, not just the actor, because I, I yeah. quite like Jason Siegel in Forgetting Sarah Marshall below, but I'm not much of a How I Met Your Mother fan. So it is the, the character that I was yeah. a big fan of, not yeah. just because it was him. Yes, yeah, yeah. They didn't do a great job of sounds at introducing you to the other Muppets, but they did do a good job of getting you to care about those characters. Yes. Muppet movies are, of course, musical movies. Yes. And there's a lot of music. Uh, this is where they've had the most success at the Oscars, uh, getting nominations. Uh, they've, they've been nominated for Best Song for some of the old Muppet movies and Best Score. Never won. How do you find the music in this one? I quite like the songs. I think... I'm not sure how many there were. in A couple, a couple of them got used twice. There was a fair <laughs> amount of repetition in the film. The opening song... Life's a happy song. I quite like that one. And I also enjoyed uh, Kermit's song mm-hmm. yeah. uh, about Now You're Only Pictures in My Head. Yeah. I think those were the two that stood out. Mm-hmm. Then there were one or two that I, I didn't really mind, or but they weren't particularly memorable. Man or Muppet. Do you like that one? Actually, no, yes, that was a good one too. The Am I a man or a Muppet? If I'm a, oh. a Muppet, I must be a very manly Muppet. If I'm a man, I must be a Muppet of a man. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that one. There was one other that stood out. <laughs> Chris Cooper's rap. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> yes. I felt so embarrassed for Chris Cooper watching him do this. Yeah. Now, the, <laughs> the bad rap. The bad rap is a sort of a staple of comedy. It's yeah. kind of been overused to the point where it has to be executed very well in order for people to actually find it funny. Yeah. This is perhaps the worst example I've ever seen of a bad rap in a properly produced, widely distributed film. I had a huge issue with this rap, and it wasn't even the quality of the music or the song. 
during the rap, they have the lyrics up on the screen, and like one of those balls like bouncing yeah, along the, like the lyrics the as he said the words. Yeah, yes. And I felt as an audience member really spoken down to with that. They were very simple lyrics. They were very clearly spoken. It wasn't though he was rapping that yeah, quickly yes. that we couldn't follow. And even if you can't follow every word, it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> we'll buy the DVD, we'll watch it again, and we'll pick up a couple of words we didn't pick up the first time. Like, I don't think... The, not being able to pick up everything is not the sign of a bad movie. It's often the sign of a good movie that there's so much funny lines in there that you'll be you'll be laughing the second and third time you watch it because there'll be things you don't pick up the first time. I feel like if Twilight... <coughs> did a bad comedy rap in one of their films, they would have put the lyrics down the bottom. Yes. And this is it. Like, Jason Segel and stuff have, has been giving interviews. With like, he's been going, you know, we didn't make this as a children's movie. We made this as a movie for everyone. It's a family movie, not a children's movie. We don't like how people box, you know, movies that are appropriate for children into the children's movie category. What In what world is that not something you would only ever do in a children's movie? <laughs> like, put the lyrics on the screen with a ball bouncing on them. Just to me, that's insane. Like, like it's just no credibility to the argument this is a film for everyone. I think one of the only arguments that there were more than just kids' jokes and things in it uh, in the film were a lot of the... And we talked about this in our community podcast... Yeah. Self-referential, yes, jokes. Yeah, though it was meta. The Muppet, the Muppets. It was very meta. Oh dear, I didn't oh. particularly. You care. can't say something's meta without sounding like a douche, can you? <laughs> like, anyway, I didn't particularly care for a lot of the those jokes in the film. I felt like they were there just to be there, as if it was part of the Muppets tradition, as opposed to it was actually adding something, opposed to it actually being funny. For example, when they make a comment, something would happen and then someone would say, that seems like it was a description of an important plot point. Yeah. I, I just found that a little grating. It wasn't funny. The only one I did find good, and this was because it wasn't just referring to itself, it was kind of satirizing a common film technique, is when uh, there's a transition from one location to another and rather than just showing a long journey or just cutting, uh, what films do will show the journey on the map. Yeah. And in the film, they they say, let's travel by map. It's yeah. quicker. Yeah. And so they do that, and they go, oh, look how quickly we got there. I <laughs> thought that was quite funny, because yeah, it actually cool. played on something yeah. we recognised, other mm. than breaking the fourth wall for the sake of breaking the fourth wall. Yes. Uh, I, I sort of agree. I, I, liked the, I liked the references, but not as much those ones that are sort of like, that's a plot point. I like the little callbacks to the previous movies and TV show. I like the references to the old days that were sort of a bit of a wink to the long-time fans. I enjoyed them. Now, something else that I believe is a feature of the the Muppet Show is guest stars, cameos. Yes. Yes. And we had a couple of those in in the film. What did you think of some of the guest stars? Yeah, I thought they did a good job of getting people. Like, there's some good names in there, like, especially, you know, for TV fans. You know, like, there's Jim Parsons, Neil Patrick Harris... Uh, John Krasinski from The Office, a couple of the community guys. But when you think about these sorts of things, you think, in 20 years, how many of these cameos are people going to (laughs) appreciate? And I feel like they didn't have many that 
perhaps will have the shelf life on them, if you know what I mean? In terms of just pure recognized ability yeah. factor, because that's a phrase that people yeah. use. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't think they did that well. I don't think you'd sell it based on, on those stars. Yeah. Like, you um, look at the old Muppet movie, uh, the original. A lot of the cameos there you don't remember who they are. Like, there's a lot of cameos that were famous back then that aren't famous now. But there are, there's Steve Martin's in it. Mel Brooks is in it. And there, there's at least two people that you go, oh man, there's those people in it still, 30 <laughs> years later. And I'm not sure they've got a, there's Whoopi Goldberg in this one. Maybe her, but I'm not sure how many of these people will be 30 years later. People still be talking about. Other than Amy Adams, um, <laughs> obviously. Who'll probably be a, you know, five-time Oscar winner or something by then. So... <laughs> Well, I don't live 30 years in the future, so I'll just judge the guest stars <laughs> based on whether I thought they were funny in the okay. film, in the okay. present. Yeah. I thought some of them were. I'm not a big fan of Jack Black, but I yeah. thought his scenes were actually quite funny. Yeah. How he was tied up and forced to be in the show, and people yeah. thought that was part of the gig. Yeah, but I like that. I, that was, they did that well. Yeah. So, little bits like that were good. Uh, Neil and Patrick Harris had a great one-liner. Mm. There were just lots of little small contributions that I quite liked, and so I thought the guest stars... Uh, made good contributions. Okay. Cool. We're getting to the verdict portion of our podcast now. So I think it might be good for us to maybe talk about how, uh, especially me, talk about how I felt like this movie compared to the other Muppet movies. And I actually lent you the past week the original Muppet movie, which is one of my favourites, um, to for you to watch so you could have something to compare the Muppets to. <laughs> I am very angry at you for making me watch this DVD. What? The original Muppets movie is one of the worst films of all time. What? I thoroughly hated this film. No, no. The entire... This is the longest 90 minutes of... I would have turned it off halfway through if I didn't promise you or watch it, slash thought it might make good podcast material, because I was becoming physically anxious, annoyed, enraged at how bad the film was. No It is just 90 minutes of terrible, terrible puns. I'll give you an example of one of the jokes. (laughs) Kermit and Fozzie get into a car crash with Gonzo. (laughs) Gonzo gets in the car, starts bouncing around. Fozzie goes, why are you hopping up and down? Gonzo says, because I'm hopping mad. (laughs) That is one of the worst jokes I have ever heard. And that is the whole film. I was thinking while watching this, this, they basically just pulled together all the worst jokes from all of Mel Brooks's films. Then Mel Brooks turns up actually in the film for the most disgustingly unfunny scene I have ever seen in a film. And Miss Piggy features so much more prominently. My least favourite character from anything ever, luckily, isn't in the new Muppets movie that much. It's just there. Why won't she just go away? But she's there the whole time. Ah, It's a one out of ten. Oh, the, the, I, the only reason I'd you give it one... You Twilight Breaking Dawn part Yeah, one. it's worse than oh Twilight because Twilight has, is, has unintentional comedic qualities which make it kind of funny to watch. The Muppets is not funny at all. It gets a one because I enjoyed one of the songs. The Road Trip song was a good song and it didn't literally kill me. It wasn't so bad that I died. <laughs> that is why it gets a one. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I'm sort of feeling like this isn't a joke. You actually I'm dead like serious. Okay. Did not like it. 
This is probably uh, this is one of my favourite movies of all time. I'd probably give this a ten out of ten. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I'd definitely give this a ten out of ten. Um, <laughs> what do I say? Like, yes, there's a lot of lame puns, but I think they know there's a lot of lame puns. I think that's that's intentional. All puns are inherently somewhat lame, but some of them are at least kind of funny. Like Fozzie saying, a bear in his natural habitat, a Studebaker. Yeah. Like, at least there's a, a joke there. At least that's kind of funny. Yeah. Whereas, Gonzo on the balloon, like, flying the balloon, like, what are you doing, Gonzo? And he says, seven knots. <laughs> I like these. I don't know why not, you don't like these. Not, this is funny. This is, it's funny. I, I just think it's 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 such a a a story, uh, such a simple story in a lot of ways. But I think through the puppets, told uh, surprising depth, and you've got Kermit starting in the swamp with a dream, and he goes to pursue that dream and picks up crazy characters along the way, and they become friends. And there's a bad guy chasing them. And then they finish their journey. <laughs> it's a pretty... I I just think this is a... Like, I had a reasonable setup for a film, but if you just fill it with so many jokes that just irritate me, it's not an entertaining journey. I no longer care about the journey yeah. if it's executed poorly. I thought it was executed well. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's hilarious. I think it's, a, it's an incredible movie, The Muppet the Muppet movie. Um, so I guess we are in quite perhaps unprecedented disagreements <laughs> on this movie. Well, we're not reviewing the original yeah, 1979 Muppets movie. Um, where do I rank? I would say it compares favorably. I'd say of the two Muppets movies yeah. I've seen, the new one is the best. Okay. So there you go. Uh, Jonathan thinks the new one's the best. I think that the best Muppet movie is the original one, the Muppet movie. And I think that's fairly cut and dry. I think after that is where it gets interesting. I think that I'd say probably the next ones, The Great Muppet Caper and The Muppet State Manhattan are the next two better ones in that order. The third one, Muppet State Manhattan, saved a lot by the songs and music in them because the plot for that one is fairly weak. And a a good ending. It ends well, The Muppet State Manhattan, I think. Uh, It's saved very much by the ending. Drags it in the middle. Then, uh, Muppet Treasure Island and the Muppet Christmas Carol are probably in about the same league as the Muppets. And I might put the new Muppets sort of maybe in between those two. And then the Muppets from Space is the worst. But I still enjoyed the Muppets from Space. I still thought that was a good movie. I think all the Muppet movies are good, including the new one. But it's probably sort of towards the bottom. Okay, so that's how it compares. Let's rate the new Muppets one. Yes. Give it a verdict uh, yeah. just on its own. Yeah. There are some things that I liked about this film. I like Jason Siegel and Walter. I like some of the songs. The premise of the film is extremely shallow, but that's quite funny. That's part mm. of the film's charm. Mm. But if you're going to do such a s- simple, well-trodden storyline, what you need to do is then subvert people's expectations later on in the film, take it to a new direction, and I don't think it really did that, and I felt the ending was quite weak. And as you know, I didn't really care for the Muppets, particularly Miss Piggy, Kermit was okay, 
it was it was very hit or miss with the jokes. Pretty even balance of funny to not funny. That's why I'm going to give it a pretty even score of five out of ten. Okay, that's that sounds reasonable for the opinions you had on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I uh, thought this was quite a good movie. I think they uh, introduced the story very well with uh, Walter and Jason and I, I think used them well to introduce us to Kermit and the Muppets and, and the idea of the Muppets. I, I liked that. Um, I wished that when they sort of, after that first segment of the film had ended and they sort of introduced us to the Muppets, that they would then step back to more supporting characters and then Kermit would take the lead uh, more than he did. And maybe even have a bit more of the film about him getting the band back together. It seemed like that bit had rushed. And I think it led to quite a drawn-out ending with not much more plot to go. So just them putting on a show for 40 minutes. I think, you know, um, I what I liked about the original Muppet movie was the journey to get this band of interesting mix of characters all together and the different places you found them. It seems like this movie, they went to Reno to get Fozzie, then they went to the plumbing business to get Gonzo, then they sort of just did a quick montage, <laughs> which they did acknowledge <laughs> as a joke, but actually I think I would like to see a bit more of this journey to get the band back together. I also think the ending was a bit weak. Um, I liked Life's a Happy Song. I think it probably was their strongest song in the film, so I didn't hate that they brought that back. But at the same time, it was a shame there weren't more original songs. I was particularly disappointed that the Electric Mayhem didn't get a, their own song. That had verse in Kermit's. But there was a scene where they were all cleaning the theatre. And instead of that being to an original song, perhaps sung by the Electric Mayhem, <laughs> it was to We Built the City on Rock and Roll. Yeah. And the, it didn't seem like the Muppets even sang that. They just lip-synced to it <laughs> on the radio. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't have written a song for that. And it wasn't even a city they were building. Like, it was sort of like... They were <laughs> they were sort of building something. Seemed like not like, oh, man, that's the perfect song for this scene. Yeah. So, anyway, just little things like that got on my nerves. Um, I did like... There's a scene where Amy Adams goes into a diner and uh, has something on her own, and they sort of, like, make a few references, like the waitresses and stuff, to, oh, you're eating on your own. And that was a pretty poor scene in the film, but when I was in L.A., I went to that exact same diner and ate on my own, (laughs) Um, and when I got there, the waitress said to me, oh, you're just eating on your own. (laughs) So I could actually relate to Amy Adams in that scene, actually. And it was coincidentally, right after I had just gone and seen a movie in the old Capitan Theatre, which was the same theatre they were using for the Muppets Theatre <laughs> in that movie. So could relate to that a little bit. Um, uh, but it doesn't, that really doesn't help it get any points. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, it 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Well, there are a lot of, like... Although there are a lot of things I didn't like about it, there were a lot of things that were quite emotional for me as a Muppet fan, like seeing Kermit sing the Rainbow Connection again with the whole Muppet cast... Uh, a song I'm sure everyone loves. <laughs> um, and uh, just see even the Muppet Show theme again, you know, from the old Muppet Show and things. I think there are a lot of nods to fans, and it's really appreciated. There you go. I 
gave it a 5 out of 10. You give it an 8 out of 10. Yep. So I think that says that if you're a fan of the Muppets, you're probably going to continue to be a fan yeah. and enjoy the film. You might be a bit frustrated over some things, but I think you're going to like stuff in this movie. I think if you're new to the, the series, you, you might like it. I thought it was okay. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you didn't like previous films, yeah. then you're probably not going to like this either. Yeah. I think that's a screen verdict. Now, do we have any housekeeping, Jonathan? Not too much. We're just going to keep it quick. I just wanted to give a shout-out to Max Gran for his feedback on the, uh, the podcast. Listen to the Dexter podcast. Big Dexter fan. <laughs> Said, bit long... But uh, we sounded very professional, had a good chemistry, oh, yeah. and wouldn't be surprised to hear that kind of material on the radio. Whoa! On the radio! So, Max Grand, fan of the week. Yes. Yeah, fan <laughs> of the week, for sure. Um, the radio, like, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be good on the radio. Um, <laughs> I would take a job yeah. on the radio. I think I would, too. <laughs> Doesn't seem like... Like, you know, maybe internet's on the way in, radio's on the way out, are we, are we, would we be... <laughs> Clearly, podcasting is the superior format. <laughs> I was gonna thanks say for that. your misguided I, compliment, well, Max. Well, I was going to say that, but I thought, actually, I think the radio pays much better than podcasting, <laughs> so I, I would actually... And has actually... More people do listen to the radio than our podcast, so... Yeah, I, I'm really flattered by that, and would, would love to be on the radio. Does Matt Grant work for Radio Station? I don't think so. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. So um, thanks for that, Max. We'll try and wrap it up so this yeah. podcast isn't too long. Well, I don't have any um, personal dramas to, uh, <laughs> to get. I, I find podcasting is good therapy, and I don't have, I don't have anything to, <laughs> to talk about today, so you'll be pleased. Hopefully something goes wrong for you during the week, and yeah. uh, you can talk about it next podcast. Yeah, that's right. I'd appreciate that. Well, same time, same time, same place. All right, we'll look forward to hearing that and see you guys next week. Goodbye.